Hi, I'm Zen and welcome to my thoughts. In today's podcast, we will be talking about baby you. Now, I did write about this topic already, so if you want to read it, I'll have the link in the description of this video. Now, before I get into baby you and what exactly I mean by that, I have to talk about healing. (laughs) Insert big sigh here. I feel like healing is this word that we all want to tackle, need to tackle, know that at some point in our life, the process of healing must begin, but we're not quite sure how to do it. And I'm saying we, I'm making a generalization, maybe you have this all figured out. And in that case, maybe you should be doing a podcast. So I'm going to stop generalizing, at least attempt to, and just speak from my point of view. So healing for me feels very intimidating, feels very overwhelming, feels like something I know I'm required to do, (laughs) but there's no instruction manual. And when I began thinking about the concept of healing and genuinely really thinking about it, which was in college, I was met with a question. How does one begin to heal something they can't see? Now, I feel like answering this question may have been easier with a therapist, but that's expensive, so my mental health is taking the longer route. You know, we're sightseeing, it's a journey. (laughs) Healing is such a big word that makes at least me think of everything I've been through which then makes me feel overwhelmed and then makes me feel confused, which is a feeling I feel quite often. It feels like I'm drowning, (laughs) mentally drowning. It's like having a to-do list of all the shit I've been through and knowing that I have to deal with them one by one and check them off, but the list is so long that it just feels so much. You ever had something due and you know you have to do it, but you procrastinate until it feels impossible to do it at all. That happens to me a lot, and I do that way too much. The thing about me and confusion is that once confusion has entered my life, so has suppression. You know, I feel like this laundry list of trauma and just dark shit It just gets all matted up. (laughs) It's a matted up mess of dark memories and dark feelings. And I, I don't even know where to fucking begin. After years of feeling like I'm drowning myself, I've decided to stop fighting against the current. Obviously, my amazing skills of avoiding confrontation weren't working, so something had to give. And I think it was my lungs. I just wanted to breathe again. (laughs) Everything felt so heavy, constantly trying to fight this current. And like, you know what? Healing isn't linear. It's spiral. And I think just me acknowledging that the fact that This whole shit confuses me, and I don't even know where to begin. And when I don't know something, I avoid it. (laughs) I feel like just me being aware of that 
is a good place to start. Well, it was a good place to start. I feel like I'm a I'm a couple steps past that. Um, at least I hope so. Even to this day, it is su- not surprising. I would say discouraging and frustrating to see that all the shit I felt and been through still affect me to this day and it manifests itself in different ways that I don't realize because I've grown comfortable in the things I do and the things I say. And so when I I sit down and I realize, man, like I still have so much work to do when it comes to vulnerability and being open and this affects my ability to be intimate with other people so now I have intimacy issues and that's what I figured out this week hello yeah and and the feeling initially was wow this fucking sucks I thought I did so much progress and here I am still being impacted um but the thing is that I've just now come to realize is that healing is a lifetime journey you're not going to just be healed one day and then the rest of your life is just going to be peachy every day you have to choose to try to be better and some days you won't and that's okay that's why you have the next day and the next week and the next year and the next month I, I guess the whole point is to continue to try this week I've had to had very intimate conversations with multiple people and one of those people with me and I had to be really honest with myself and I I like to say I'm an honest person and I can be pretty blunt and at least that's what people say that I am but I find that I definitely sugarcoat a lot for myself and I think it's just a way for me to protect myself but honesty comes with healing as well and I need to be honest with myself and ask myself, am I treating the people that I love the way they should be treated, the way they want to be treated? And, you know, I definitely could be treating them worse, but I recognize that I could be treating them way better. And, you know, the way I treat them is a reflection of self and how I treat myself. And I know I damn sure know that I deserve to be treated better by my damn self. I mentioned that healing requires honesty. Healing also requires shedding. Shedding, the act of shedding to let go of what I've been taught. Whether you realize it or not, you've been taught. People shape people, music shape people, environment shapes people, movies shape people, food shapes people. Everything you surround yourself has affected you in some way. I feel like humans are basically sponges. I mean, children are literally sponges soaking everything up. But I don't think we stop soaking shit up when we're a kid. I feel like that continues with us. And the hard part about that is the older we get, the more used to this mentality that we have whatever that may be which brings me to shedding (laughs) which is a hard thing to do so you're probably wondering Sonia how did you do that or how are you doing that trial and error (laughs) but for me it was all about taking it to the room 
Now, before I explain that, I want to say that when I was going through the process of what I want to let go of and what generational curses I don't want to carry on, what curse do I want to stop with me? (laughs) I was met with two questions. How did you like to play before you got paid? What did you do to make yourself feel good? And I want to say the first question I heard from someone else and I don't remember who it was. And if I do remember, I will put her name because I'm getting that she's a her (laughs) in the description. To answer those questions, I need to talk about kids. For a while, I thought I was the type of person who hated children. Like children are messy they're needy and I'm like obviously they're children (laughs) I don't hate children I think children aren't easy (laughs) but I admire kids so much they're selfish and when I say selfish I say it in a positive connotation they're selfish I mean they do things just to seek pleasure what they feel like doing they do it and if they can't they demand it they seek joy And when they're upset, the world needs to know they're upset and fix it because how dare they allow them (laughs) to be upset? Hello? I think that's so amazing how they just demand that, hey, this is what I want. And if you can't give it to me, find someone who can. I think that's so fucking cool. And I wish we carried a little bit of that the older we got. I feel like the older we get, you know, we're taught that being selfish is bad. And to a certain extent, I mean, too much of anything is bad. But we let so much selfishness go. When did we stop caring about ourselves? (laughs) When did that stop? When did I stop? And so what I take from kids is that I need to demand people to respect my boundaries. And if they don't respect my boundaries, they disrespect me. And not just other people, but myself. I need to acknowledge my boundaries and demand myself to respect them. Because I deserve nothing less. Because you deserve nothing less. When children have a problem, everyone in the room knows it. I speak of childhood, and I need to acknowledge that not everyone had a childhood. You know, I feel like reality sinks in on people a lot sooner than others. And so, going back to your root, shedding going back to when you were a kid who you were as a child is hard if you never had that i also want to say in regards to kids that they just got here they just got earthbound and i'm a very spiritual person so when i look at children you know i find that they're more spiritual than they are people (laughs) they don't know human rules society rules they're just here and they want to seek joy they're here to have a good time (laughs) and they're very intuitive when they're hungry they're hungry when they're cold they're cold i think us adults or if you don't consider yourself a child anymore (laughs) i think we could learn something from babies and kids i think we should reclaim that curiosity and we should reclaim that audacity I think we should take back the idea that we belong here because I can't 
even imagine me not belonging here and my problems are real and you're going to hear them because I said so and I don't give a shit and <laughs> I just think we should reclaim that audacity. I mean, some of us have too much audacity. It depends. This is this is for some of y'all. <laughs> so, how did you like to play before you got paid? I would love to hear your answers to that. Now, after thinking about kids and just how awesome I thought they were and how cool I thought they were and how brave of them to be in this world so soft, so open, so curious, so stubborn, so strong, as met with my fourth question. At what point do we stop being kids? Like I said, not a lot of people had a childhood. And I want to turn inward and ask myself, when did I stop being a kid? Actually, I'll ask y'all too. I remember the moment I got anxiety for the first time. I was presenting something for my science class and my stomach was just cramping up and I felt all tense and it was hard to breathe. And I vividly remember thinking, why do I feel this way? I've presented many times before and I was fine. And I think that was eighth grade. Soon after that, my parents split up and life got a little harder for me. And I always find it interesting that people are like, when you graduate college, that's when you enter the real world because I find that most people, you know, relate the real world to money and bills and you're not a real adult until you pay bills. But I feel like trauma ages you faster than bills, although, you know, they they are head to head and when they decide to tackle you together, huh, good luck. At a certain point, I started to take life a little too serious and I think I'm a much more silly, goofy person, and I want to embrace that and be that again. I mean, why the fuck not? Life is too fucking short for us to be serious all the time. Obviously, again, that's easier said and done because I know reality, and a lot of times reality calls us to be serious, but I don't want to be stuck there. I want to remember what it's like to be selfish again and to do things because I just like to do them because they fill me with joy not to get better at it not to perfect it not to master it not for it to become a side hustle because who I am tired of hustling it's not fun it's not cute it's not for me <laughs> just because it brings me joy so right now I convinced my dad to buy me roller skates. So I had those because when I was younger, I used to roller skate. I forgot how to roller skate. So now I have to reteach myself. I'm so excited for it to start getting more real side. I also bought a hula hoop, which I had no idea there was a hula hoop community. That was interesting. I bought one from Etsy. I forgot how to hula hoop. <laughs> so I have to teach myself again. That should be fun. And I just like making shit. <laughs> When I was younger, I had a great dollhouse that I got one Christmas. It was perfect. But for some reason, I wanted to make my own dollhouse 
out of empty CD cases and duct tape. And when I tell you I made a freaking mansion, it was luxurious. I mean, it needed a paint job, but it looked stunning and it took so long, but it took so much space. So my mom told me I had to take it apart and I was devastated, but I did it and it was wonderful. I just enjoyed the process. Actually, I wasn't devastated. (laughs) I think I genuinely just enjoyed the process of making it. I was like, okay, I'll take it apart. No big deal because I just enjoy doing it. So now I am analyzing what are things that I genuinely enjoy doing. And one of the things is movement. So when I mean movement, I mean like dancing. (laughs) I'm so bad at it. And I don't care if I ever get better. That's not really a goal of mine. I just dance in my room with my door locked to save myself from embarrassment. But when I was younger, I like dance all the time. I mean, I still randomly dance in a grocery store aisle randomly. I make up songs in my head and I just go off. I just like moving. I never sit still. Right now, my arms are moving. Why? I don't fucking know. I can't stand still. (laughs) I also exercise now. And the whole time I'm exercising, I am cursing the instructor out, which is a YouTube video. But I'm happy doing it. I just like moving, even if I'm doing it wrong. (laughs) Even if I get tired (laughs) and lay down and don't do the rest of the workout, I'm glad I moved a little bit. And uh, lastly, well, I won't say lastly. I may find that I like other things. I love storytelling. And fortunately enough, there are so many ways to tell a story, so many forms of media to tell a story like a podcast, like a video, like a photo, like a drawing. <laughs> I just thought of another thing I love doing that reminds me of baby Zen, and it's spending time with my family. This past Christmas was the first time my dad came over for Christmas since my parents got divorced. I was fucking nervous, y'all. I was very much nervous. And I just love, I just wanted it to go great. And I wanted everyone to have a good time. And I love, Christmas is my favorite holiday. I like holidays in general. I don't like Thanksgiving, obvious reasons. But I love Christmas. It's so family-esque. And it's so funny because we were done by 8 p.m. We opened gifts, we ate, we talked, it was great. We were done by 8 p.m. I was so happy. It went well. We were all laughing. We were talking about nothing important. (laughs) We were just laughing. And I missed that so much. I didn't realize how much of a family person I am until I went to college and went through this whole breakdown that I may or may not talk about in a future episode. (laughs) I love my family. And it makes me sad that My soul is telling me that I'm going to move away from here one day, possibly soon. (laughs) But I just love when my family and I have times to do nothing at all. Not talk about politics, not talk about none of that, just laugh at memories. Getting to know baby you is realistically just getting to know you. 
and seeing what happens if for exactly six months you do exactly what you want to do, how that would feel. I think that'd be pretty interesting. So I have one last question and it's one that I already asked you, but I really, really want to hear your answers if you want to tell me and you can tell me them on my Instagram. I'll put it in the description. <laughs> how did you like to play before you got paid? no money no nothing what would you do and if that's nothing great i love nothing days thank you so much for listening hopefully this resonated with you or distracted you and i will see you guys soon stay zen